Trendy is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, must be 21 years or older. Welcome back to Trendy, where we explore the best trends to follow as a casual gambler while I compete head-to-head with my friends. After two weeks of friendly battles this week, I brought in someone who I'm a thousand percent would love to kick my butt. It's Martin Weiss. How are you doing, Martin? Doing well, man. How's everything going? How'd you do last week? Oh, I racked up another victory. I'm 2-0, pal. You're walking into a juggernaut here. I beat Sarah Tiana 13.5 to 10 to 1 on the back of a Moneyline Parlay, Cowboys, 49ers, Chiefs. That one was ended up being an easy cash, even though uh, the Chiefs maybe sweated out just a little bit. That's what's up, yeah. But you know, getting Chris Jones back—that really was a difference in the game to me. He wrecked. He was wrecking shop. He was wrecking shop and holding the Jags to nine points. I mean, that under was a joke, right? Like that was what a fifty-one point under, and they came in at half that. So. If you had the read on that, then that was a good bet for everybody. But oh. the the 2-0, and I'm feeling Martin. I think it makes me more fraudulent than the Commanders. Uh, I have to say, I'm starting to get ideas about the Commanders, though. We're coming out of the woodwork after being repressed for your, basically your entire lifetime. When they reeled off 11 quick points at the end of the half, I was filled with the strangest sensation. It's been so repressed and so long, and it was so forward to me. It took me a good five minutes to identify it. And I realized what it was, Martin. It's something you feel all the time. It was confidence confidence in a Washington football team, something I barely felt since you were born. And I've got to say, it felt good. They have a pass rush. They can run the ball and they have solid receivers and a quarterback that isn't yet a complete disgrace, which makes him a top four quarterback for Washington this century. And of course they threatened to rip all that away with that hail Mary, but they somehow survived. Is this what it feels like Martin to like a football team? Like, do you feel this way with the saints? Well, I don't not this year. I, I definitely don't like them this year. But in general, yes, this is this. I feel more like Michigan football with this one. But you know what? It's an interesting thing. The one game that went under this week, the rest of them, I believe, every other game has gone over besides this one, the Kansas City and Jacksonville game. I think it's twelve to one overs. Is that true? It's twelve to one on the overs. Holy heck! Um, so it's it's been over central everywhere except for that game. Interesting to note, though, obviously Travis Kelsey missed week one, back for week two. The commander's offenses look pretty good under Eric Bieniemy. Kansas sure has. City has only scored, hasn't scored 21 points in a game yet. Uh, back to that confidence thing, watching the enemy hold the clipboard and, and look at the play sheet and then call in the plays and see how I'll execute them. Like They look like an actual football team. Uh, so I know that they've only beaten the Broncos and the Cardinals, but I've got to say, this is the best I have felt about my team since Robert Griffin III's rookie year. But we all know how that ended. Hopefully this ends a little bit better. Uh, so a quick story here about Martin. I know it's hard to believe in a network with old married guys with kids uh, like myself and Check and Hench, but you've always been the coolest guy here. When we were at the Super Bowl a few years ago in Los Angeles, I walked into a party with Sal, a uh, sponsored party, uh, 
a sponsor that paid us a significant amount of money and we get in there and we don't have any wristbands. We don't have nothing. They can't get us into the place. They can't get us drinks. They say they can't get anything. And who do we turn the corner and run right into? And Martin Weiss, who's got just an arm full of wristbands. He's got a wristband from every party up and down Los Angeles. And that's when I realized that at, at this place, like here at the network, I might be the co-founder, but as soon as I walk into a super party, I'm visiting Martin's world. That is where you live, pal. So what was the coolest thing, since I don't understand cool, what was the coolest thing you saw on Sunday? Well, I think uh, honorable mention for the Broncos, Hail Mary, because I did not think that Russell Wilson was going to be able to get that ball into the end zone. And sure enough, he did. And, you know, good happy the commanders are 2-0. I know you're confident, but, you know, that was a, that was an iffy uh, non-pass interference call down the stretch. I still think the commanders would have won in overtime. I picked them to win the game in general. But the coolest thing's got to be uh, the Patriots blocking the field goal. Yeah, Football. Yes. And shifting the defender over. Like I, I've seen people say the defender was in motion. Like that's not how that exactly works because only offensive players can go into motion. But I understand why somebody would say that. But no, it would, that was probably the coolest thing. And then I also think it, it it impacted Jason Myers on his next field goal attempt where he missed it. Thing because it's like, and who's seen that before? And that's the beautiful thing about football. There's nothing new, but every so often you'll see something you've never seen before. I've got to get off the Zoom right now and go tell my kids that the cool guy agreed with something I wrote down for once because that's the exact same thing that I had, Martin. I, I, it was wild to watch, especially you know live with the camera angle they had for like this for a split second. I just my brain couldn't process what was happening. I thought a fan had sprinted on the field because like in what other world would you see somebody completely running that fast that's unblocked and unmarked? It was like something out of like the Water Boy or Tecmo Bowl where you get Lawrence Taylor or Bruce Smith and just sprint around the end for to sack the quarterback every time i absolutely loved it and i'm sure there are ways to neutralize it and the nfl will ban it immediately because it's way too fun but if kicking teams are going to run down the play clock or the holder's going to give away the snap signal why does this happen like three times a game why doesn't everybody try to time this thing and sprint at it because that was the thing that's interesting is if you look at it the replay of the play i don't i forget the guy's name that came off the edge but he wasn't looking at the long snapper he wasn't looking at the clock he looked he was watching the kicker the whole time and so like you know obviously you know you have downset hut or whatever to hike the ball but like so kickers have the same thing where they'll do they put their hand down and it, it, the process that it starts the snap so he knew basically probably just off watching film that that's how this Jason Myers always kicks the ball. He always put, you know, that he follows that routine. And then boom, if I leave on the second step of his routine, by the time I get there, he'll be kicking the ball and it'll hit me right in the hand, you know, to block it. So what's going to be, and I, I'm here for it though, because field goals are too easy now. I think that's, that's my take. That's my take. People, we're kicking 55 yards, 60 yard field goals without blinking. The Eagles did that against the Vikings on Thursday night, attempted a 55 yarder, missed it and tried a 61 yarder and made it. Yeah. And nobody blinked walk off SEC, in the SEC this year. Uh, Missouri kicked a 61 yard field goal to beat Kansas state. It's SEC record. Field goals are too easy now. So that, so a, I like this because now you're going to have to change your timing. Like imagine, you know, every quarterback goes, you know, sometimes we'll go on two. Sometimes we'll go silent count. Sometimes we'll go on three. In fact, and matter of fact, I'm going to say hut and then we're not going to do anything for three seconds. And then you hike me the ball. I'm going to have to bring that into the kicking game too. 
Yeah, it's going to be part of the scouting report, right? Like a quarterback who has tunnel vision and always stares down the safety and ends up getting picked. You're going to have to look off the edge rusher if you're a kicker. Might actually have them think about something more than, you know, juicing up the ball and hitting the 60 yard. And I agree. I mean, when the announcers were just like gushing over the fact that they couldn't believe Tucker missed, it's like a 59 yard kick. And they just couldn't believe it. It's like once you get to the point where you're automatic from midfield, we've got to reevaluate this thing. So I'm with you. Uh, so, Martin, one last question before we get into the game. Uh, people have learned a little bit about my betting style, which is largely just losing in the first two weeks. What are your favorite ways to bet? So first, I watch everything. And so I'll, I'll watch everything from the week before and then kind of not necessarily guess the lines, but try to just figure out, give give a little like Martin's power rankings of to who I think is here and who I think is there. I like to break teams down into tiers instead of just straight. I think there's like, there's a gap between five and six. Like, you know, I think you have like right now, you have the Cowboys, the 49ers. And that's that in terms of like dominant teams in the NFL, right? So like they are tier one to me. And then I'll look at them like in tier two and I'll in my head, I'll assign like maybe, maybe like, you know, three-tenths of a point, or I'm sorry, seven-tenths of a point to a tier one team. So they should be that much higher favored, a tier two. But it's all kind of in my head. I don't have any real scientific thing. It's mostly eye test and then going back and seeing trends and stats and so on and so forth that line up with my eye test. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Let's give Caesars some love, and let's put this eye test to the test in Hearthead Heater Cred. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. 
the word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and over only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager. Returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Okay, we are back and we are ready to play our game. And Martin, as always, is feeling confident and I don't blame him since I failed to beat the juice two times in a row, even though I keep beating my opponent. I love the two-player form of gambling instead of the one versus the house. So we are going to play heart, head, heater, cred, where we walk through the different ways for casual gamblers to get their wagers down and our best bets in each category. And we'll start with heart. So for my heart pick, Martin, I am going with Miles Sanders over 11.5 receiving yards at minus 115. You'll see that most of my plays today revolve around what I'm expecting to see out of the quarterback position on this doubleheader we have on Monday Night Football. Bryce Young is facing a solid Saints defense in his second start, and I expect him to continue to check down quicker than you get a receptionist phone number. So before even looking at a single number, this one made sense to me. As soon as I pulled up the menu and looked at it, this one jumped out. He had six targets last week, caught four of them for 26 yards, and I expect Carolina to face several third and long situations, meaning he's got a clear path to get over this number with just one garbage screen pass. So with multiple ways to hit the number, I've got multiple ways to cash and get an early lead on you. So I like this number a lot at minus 115. Yeah, I don't hate it. Well, I don't hate it one bit. I do think you'll see a little bit of check down on the Bryce, but I think my heart pick is the Carolina Panthers plus three. I think that they should equip themselves nicely in this game. Historically, over the last, uh, Dave Damashek always likes to reference the many eras. And of the many eras, of the most recent Dennis Allen Saints, the Panthers have held them down, and, and the under is hitting almost every game. They've, uh, I think, averaged like 12 points a game playing the Panthers in the last three or years. And so with that, Frank Reich historically lays an egg in week one and then gets it all back in week two. He's 4-0 against the spread in week two, and I want to say 3-1 and one straight up. So I'm taking the Panthers uh, plus three here, and I expect Bryce Young to play much better than he did last week. So this is like an anti-heart pick. You are a Saints fan and you're fading your own team. What is going on over there, Martin? Because here's the deal. If I would look, I told this to somebody else just the other day. If I if I had any influence over what happened on the field, then I would never miss a bet. But I don't. 
And simply because like I, I yes, I am a Saints fan, but you know what? I don't have blind optimism. Like I'm not, I'm not just one of those people who walk in there and say, Yeah, we're winning the Super Bowl. No, no, because I grew up in an era in which the Saints were three and 13, four and 12, you know, six and six and ten back in the 2016 games. The the Saints I grew up watching, people put bags over their heads instead of being caught on the TV camera. That's that's the team that I grew up watching. So no, <laughs> I'm I, I have realistic expectations, and realistically, my expectation is that Derek Carr and Dennis Allen will do what they've continued to do, and that's not cover the spread. All right. Well, I grew up rooting for an embarrassing. Well, not grew up as an adult. I've rooted for an embarrassing team too. So I highly prescribe a new owner. It's amazing what a new owner will do for your perspective. Uh, okay. So let's head over to the next category where we dig it deeper into the numbers and um, try to figure out a trend that we like. Here I am going with Deshaun Watson over 0.5 interceptions at plus 114. Continuing our exploration of shaky quarterbacks, I was legit surprised, Martin, to see this available at a plus number. Watson has always been really streaky about ball security since coming into the league. And even when he was good, he had bad stretches of picks. He's thrown an INT in five of the seven games since he made his comeback, including two against Pittsburgh just last year. In 2018, he had picks in his first six games of the year. 2019, at the end of the year, it was five out of six games. 2020, he opened the campaign with three straight games with picks. So he doesn't take care of the ball from large stretches of the schedule. So I'm getting a plus number to see if he's still in the middle of one of those runs right now. And you've got to go all the way back to 2020 to find any stretch of game where he was able to avoid turnovers. And that's a freaking lifetime ago in the NFL, Martin. Like 2020, I looked it up. Top 10 receivers in 2020, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, and Robbie Anderson were all top 10 receivers in 2020. And that's the last time he took control of the ball. TJ Watt is going to heat him up. It's going to cause him to make a mistake. Plus, come on, man. You get to root against Deshaun Watson, which is like getting uh, have money down against Jeffrey Epstein's team in the penal league. Even if you lose, it still feels good. I'll tell you what, Robbie Anderson's had three different names since then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Chosen <laughs> Anderson. Had about as many catches as well. And sneakily, Allen Robinson might be a good play tonight if you're looking into the player props on Pittsburgh because uh, Deontay Johnson out. My uh, head pick, though, I'm taking the under here. I know everything's gone over all week, so maybe I'm walking into a buzzsaw. But primetime unders over the last four years hit at a, hit at a plus 50% rate. Kevin Stefanski, unders when it's a total less than 43, hits 69% of the time. Deshaun Watson, when it's a total less than 42, hits 78% of the time, right? Wow. That's incredible. Now, I know this week two trend is going to blow up in my face, and it sure has over the last couple of days. Uh, oh, that's yesterday, I guess. Week two unders with a total of 40 or lower generally hit 71% of the time prior to yesterday, which, again, was 12-1 and one to the over. But. Don't worry if you're thinking about the over here because that's one side, right? I told you all the Browns. Here's Matt Canada. He's the Steelers' offensive coordinator. Since he's been the offensive coordinator, they failed to register 400 yards in a game, and they have failed to score over 20 points in regulation in 27 of 36 games. So I'm taking the under here because this is going to be an ugly score and, and there's going to be just all types of offensive ineptitude. Yeah, I've got to say, if I didn't love your uh, one of your picks that you're about to give out, I would definitely tail this one. I keep saying it on the show that overs make friends and unders make money, although apparently not yesterday. Uh, I I really like this pick. 
And I was on the same trends in uh, week one, where if you were over 44.5, that was just like an automatic under. That was my heater for the first week of the show. And it's the only reason I beat Brad. So I like that. Uh, You know what? I'll tell Deshaun Watson interceptions. I'll tell that. (laughs) Okay. All right. We're on the same side of history on that one. I like that quite a bit. Cool. All right. This is one of my favorite ones to give, Martin. This is just the set and forget it. You are going to take this bet uh, all throughout the week. I mean, we, we're going to cash it on the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday shows, but I'm going to bet it all seven days. I think you probably are too. So I'm taking Bobby Witt Jr. over 0.5 stolen bases at plus 215. So I'm trying to take advantage of something that you see a lot, Martin, in NBA and the NFL, which is just hardcore stat padding. Like Jeremy Grant. Michael Carter Williams, Keldon Johnson, as um, as you guys used to say on Lemon Pepper Parlay, Pat Statford, like guys who just run up their numbers on trash teams in order to get bigger contracts. It's harder to do in baseball as it's an individual sport and it's harder to kind of control the outcomes. You can't suddenly get more at bats or hit more home runs. If you could do that, you would do it all the time. But there is an exception to this in my mind, which is stolen bases. And I think we're about to see it play out here. Do you, Martin, know how many guys in major league baseball history have gone 30 50 in one season i feel like the answer is none because you said the way you're trying to set me up here no it's a good read into the setup it's three guys it's three guys in baseball history it's eric davis one of the all-time forgotten players who i loved as a kid uh barry bonds and this year ronald acuna jr has already joined the club Okay. So Witt is knocking on the door. Witt's at 29 home runs and 47 stolen bases, but it's going a little bit under the radar because nobody saw it coming because he had 40 stolen bases a week ago. In the last week, he has stolen seven bases in seven games, oh, wow. just, just running every single chance he gets. And I see no reason he's going to stop doing that because the economic incentives are there, right? Like you see uh, the extension that guys get and Witt's about to be up for one. And when you can, when the fans can say, oh, that guy's 30-50, that's only happened four times in baseball history, he's going to go all the way to the bank. He's going to get a massive payday from the Royals. So why would he stop running when he's only three away? And they're in the last place. He's not going to put the team in danger. So just like we see on on, you know, the Spurs last season or what feels like the Kings every season, we're going to see him really go after it. And he, I'm not going to stop playing this until he breaks 50. And then I'm going to see if he eyes 60, because then he'd be the second guy in baseball history to do that. And I might play this every day the rest of the year. It's plus 215 right now. It usually ranges between plus 200 and plus 250. I don't care. I've only got to hit it once or twice in order to uh, come out ahead. Yeah, that's a good one. That's solid right there. Um, especially when you consider that, Royals have been out of it since July, so June even. So, like, they had Bobby Wood Jr. is the only thing they got going over there. Um, I'm taking the Dodgers on the run line because, I mean, in July they hit, in August they hit. Why stop now? Uh, yeah. And especially, too, when you think about the next three they have against the Tigers, the Tigers are terrible. They traded everybody that was worth anything at the trade deadline. Uh, and I know they got some young guys coming up, but like Parker Meadows and Spencer Torkelson don't scare me. Um, and then the Giants are all they play. Th- so the Dodgers have three against the Tigers and then three against the Giants this week. The Giants just dropped three of the last four to the Rockies. So Dodgers on a regular money line is going to be hefty. Give me the Dodgers minus one and a half. They're eight and seven on the run line this month. Yep. So eight and seven on the run line. So that's 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 my play. 
Uh, Martin, this is why I didn't take that under in the Monday night game. I am absolutely tailing you here. I mean, one, whoever goes broke betting on the uh, run line for the Dodgers. Two, whoever goes broke betting against the Tigers. So as soon as I saw the matchup, I saw you how you snuck into this. What is it, plus 115 tonight? There's no way I'm getting letting you get a plus number <laughs> without backing you behind it. That is a great bet. Uh, all right. For the final bet, which is, of course, worth two if you can only make one bet, if your credibility was on the line, which one would you make? And you and I, Martin, I think are pretty diametrically opposed on uh, the Saints-Carolina game because I am going with my credibility bet, Saints to win compared with Bryce Young throws at least one pick at plus 139. I asked you your betting style earlier. One of my favorite ways is to is something I've been doing successfully in soccer all year. Now I'm bringing it to football Americano. And it's when you take two minus numbers that you really like that are also correlated, mash them together and get a nice plus number. The Saints picked off Tannehill three times last week. And Young is a rookie quarterback playing with receivers who really struggle to get separation. And they're going against a strong Saints defense, to, no matter how you happen to feel about your home team. He'll likely be playing from behind, so eventually he'll have to take a risk or two, and with a mere one game under his belt, would not be surprised whatsoever if the ball gets turned the other way against him. The only way I think the Saints lose is if the Panthers run a ton of clock and don't turn the ball over at all. And since I don't think that's going to happen, I'm very happy to get them on the money line and save myself the pain of some garbage backdoor cover that we've seen over and over again. Uh, Not just this year, but it seems like every year in the league. Uh, So I'll live with my mistake if they cover without the INT, but I like increasing Increasing my playoff, my payoff considerably up to plus 140. Sure, the book is happy as well because they love when you correlate bets together, but it's not like I'm pushing it to three legs because never forget, there's a reason that bonuses kick in at three legs on SGPs. I'm avoiding that. I'm sticking with just the pick and the Saints to win. I don't hate it. I don't hate the logic. I just It just belies all the history of Derek Carr and Dennis Allen together as a pair. That's, you know, it's just, if you've watched you know, the Godfather one and then the Godfather two, you don't expect Godfather three to all of a sudden be set in Oklahoma, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you're not, you know, it's just not, it's not vibing with the stories that we were prior, like, yeah, sure. Vegas, maybe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Tahoe, but like, no, nah, <laughs> what are we doing? in what are we doing in Eden Prairie, Minnesota? Right. And so, uh, like, I don't isn't think that the they, movie that, that uh, the that show that Stallone just put out, wasn't it called like Tulsa King or something ridiculous Tulsa like King. that? Yeah. 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 So they did, just, they did try, but I didn't watch it to your point. Like, and I definitely watched the Godfather three. Yeah. So I, I just don't Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. I'll tell you this the last, in the last 20 years, the four quarterbacks who are the least profitable against the spread, Jay Cutler, Matt Ryan, Carson Palmer, and you guessed it, Derek Carr in the last okay. 20 years. And so then when you combine the fact that, Dennis Allen's been coaching for five years now in the NFL and just recently eclipsed his 16th win in Toby. There's 17 games in the season. Just, <laughs> just, just to put it in practice, just to just so you, 17 games in the season. A lot of that Saints defense that you like, they now play in Atlanta, like Kedrick Ellis, mm-hmm. um, uh, David Onyemata. In fact, Ryan Nielsen, the guy who was calling those Saints defenses, he's calling Atlanta's defense now. And so, like Dennis Allen is is taking the you know, I'll go down with the ship, I suppose, strategy of I'm going to call this defense and be a head coach. I've seen very little evidence that he's a good head coach. However, I've seen Frank Wright win a ton of games with the with a solid guy at quarterback. Do his teams do his teams reach the plateau that they should? No. But week in, week out, 
there's competency there. There's an, there's an offensive strategy. And I think if Bryce Young doesn't throw those two interceptions to Jesse Bates, they probably win that game against Atlanta because they outgained Atlanta. We're in the red zone more than Atlanta. And, you know, Atlanta, you know, if you want to talk about luck, I know luck doesn't truly matter, but they were probably lucky to win that game. And I'm going with the home divisional dogs. You got two home divisional dogs back to back. So my cred play is I'm playing the Panthers on the money line and the Steelers on the money line. You said it's for two units, parlaying mm-hmm. that. That pays out for just over four to one. So right there, we might we might not come to work tomorrow, Toby, if that hits. I'm going to be chasing pretty dang hard if you hit that one. I'm not going to lie. And so I'm going to have uh, be sitting on the edge of my couch tonight. I mean, I, I follow the logic. It's sound logic. But you're also speaking from a place of such such pain, such raw emotion, Martin. I've never seen you so hurt by something as you are by this Saints team. You've been you've been hating on them the entire preseason. You hated the David Carr selection. But I got to give you credit, you know, even, uh, even the chance where you could be a homer, you're putting your money where your mouth is, which is against your own team. So can't wait I to see how this one plays out. Titans plus three was a layup week one. I mean, <laughs> think about that. Think about I know you talking about that Saints defense picked off Ryan Tannehill three times and scored 17 points. The yeah. offense scored 17 points. So think about it. You had three more chances than the other team, and you ended up with 17 points and you won by one. Sounds like we we both might we might both like another under tonight besides the Brown Steelers game. I kind of like the under in this game as well for some of the reasons you're talking about. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if he's blowing me out early, guys. We'll see as the games play out. But right now, we need to take one more quick break, and then we'll be back with the Second Guess Express. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So as we've been talking about on the show, we finally named it. We The fastest way to win is to look at all your bets, decide which ones you're going to make, have one fall by the wayside. It's just like your fantasy lineup. Whoever's on your bench is going to outscore that last starter that you put in. It's the quickest way to guarantee a cash. And so we're calling this the Second Guess Express. So Martin, I've gone first for the rest of the show. Why don't you go ahead and give your pick out first here? My second, my second Guess Express here would be Steelers under 18 and a half points. Like I said, Matt Canada, been the offensive coordinator, 20 points in nine games. That's the other way to say it. It's been nine games in which the Steelers have scored over 20 points. 27 to 36, they've been under it. If this number was at 20, of course, I'm taking the under. But it's at 18 and a half. So I see this <laughs> very well could see a game that ends like a school, a cool, you know, 
19 to 17 somehow, right? And it's, it still falls under 20, but over the number. They know what they're doing here. So I'm not messing with <laughs> it, but I'm highly look, I'm looking at it hard at the under for Pittsburgh team total. Oh, my gosh. So now you've got them just sitting around 19 points, and I need them to lose. So now I have to root for Deshaun Watson. You've really twisted me into a pretzel here. Uh, <laughs> so for mine, I am on the I, I'm on the other side of this. I'm sorry. Kenny Pickett under 1.5 touchdowns plus under 32.5 longest passing completions. Combine them together plus 142. You're you're betting on Kenny Pickett to score points, or you're betting on the defense to score points. That is where we can start parking our car in the same garage as on a pick six. But Pickett looked really awful last week, struggling to get the ball down the field, while Miles Garrett and crew looked really good in burying the Bengals. And so, Martin, this is actually something I've been thinking about. Seeing Pickett struggle last week, is he starting to do the Steelers a favor? Isn't it like the Trey Lances and Zach Wilsons of the world way better than the Mac Joneses of the world, where you drag a team through mediocrity for half a decade, keep thinking that he he might be the guy like wouldn't you rather have in some ways and not not while you're going through in the moment but if you're trying to eventually like have a successful franchise would you rather have somebody like trey lance than mac jones no i'd rather have somebody like mac jones because i know what i'm getting like the thing about trey lance and those guys is like it's all about the potential and then and it's all about what could be and what and well mac jones you know what is so if you know what is, now we can work around everything else. Like if I know that this is that this known quantity is here, but no, because the reality of the situation is, yeah, if you draft like a Hall of Fame quarterback, then you should keep them. But the reality, most of them guys aren't, you know, most guys are not going to be. So you're better off having a known quantity of quarterback, knowing what he can and can't do, and then building out your offense around them. But so do you think like Trey, like, all right, so Pickett or Mac Jones, do they ever win 12 games, 13 games and like be a two seed in the playoffs? Like, I just don't see it. Right. Like if you're never going to be able to achieve those heights, just dragging people through it for five to six years where you're a seven to nine win team. Where's the where's the where's the fun in that? Like, what's the point of that? I, I don't know. I think like if you're a below average I guess I was about to say middle of the pack, but then math would kick in. If you're a below average guy who is less than middle of the road, but you're a nailed on starter that they're not replacing, that just seems like that no man's land that teams get caught in and then it takes forever to escape. See, that's what I'm saying. Nailed on starter for how long? Like, I, Kenny Pickett probably, what, got two more years of this? And then after that, I mean, they'll be either, they're going to extend them or move on. So that's the thing about the NFL. It's like you don't really get to keep your job unless you're good at it. You know, that really is just, you know, that's why how, how come well, Trey Lance has to play more? Because the guys in front of him play better. Like that's just kind of how it works, you know. So, but I'm not I'm not as down on Pickett as you are. I think he'll be all I think he'll be okay. I actually think he got concussion in week one. Mm, okay. I think he, Interesting thing. Well, if you look at it, he got hit pretty hard in the first quarter, hit his head on the ground, and then started missing passes that like if this was his last year at Pitt, people would have been talking about him like is this guy a day one or two quarterback because i mean some of the passes he misses were like egregious and it makes me wonder if he was if he was knocked out but not yeah. you know out on his feet but we'll see what happens this week i may be wrong but an extra extra day to work you know extra day to work they didn't have to play on sunday had a little bit of time to recoup and recover from that you know, we'll see how it turns out, but I'm not I'm not all the way out on uh, on Kenny Pickett just yet. 
All right. Well, you said you have to be good in order to keep your job. I'd say Dennis Allen probably disagrees with you and disproves your point. Uh, so here we go. Uh, let's wrap the show up. Martin, one reason I wanted you to come on is Lemon Pepper Parlay moved to its own feed, and I want people to make sure that they listen and subscribe. Tell people what they have in store for you and Mark Gunnels on the new feed this week. Well, so we do a little recap of week one, or I'm sorry, of week two now. I guess we are squarely in week two. We do a little recap of some of our week two picks, break down some of the bigger games. We do a little vibe check on seeing how just kind of how the vibes are. Because we started out and uh, asking him, because he's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan, I asked him how the vibes were in Kansas City without Travis Kelsey, without Chris Jones. He said the vibes were good, and then they lost to the Lions. So from now, now we just do a little bit of a vibe check. I think, uh, I think my good vibes this year, this week is going to be the Washington commanders. Oh, I'll be turning in to listen to that. And yeah, I love the episodes that you've been doing so far this year. Vibe check is a particularly good segment. So everybody tune in to listen to that and tune into everything else we're doing here at the extra points network, Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacenti will be back with your fantasy needs on their own feed on waiver wired. And then of course we have your favorites like extra points and minus three uh, coming up later in the week, along with covered in glory. So Martin, this has been really fun. I am officially terrified of that money line bet that you threw out in your credibility. If you win that with two, Units, then you're right. We might not even have to do the next two shows, but the audience <laughs> isn't that lucky. So we will be back on Wednesday with the second round of our battle. Until then, enjoy Monday Night Football and the rest of the baseball action. Take care, everyone. <laughs>